All right, everybody, welcome to a new episode of the Pylon Podcast. I'm Cantley Elliott with Preston Brown and Emilio Pena. Um, we're doing the uh, NFC North today, breaking it down a little bit. I know Emilio, he's uh, he's really excited for this one because his his guys are they're in this division. So um, we can jump right into it. So who, who do we think is going to finish last in this division, fellas? Preston, we'll start with you. Uh, I'm going to go with my girlfriend's hometown of Detroit. So we're going to have to put Detroit all the way at the bottom. Uh, wow. I, I feel like everybody thinks this is their year. And I, I just don't I just don't see it personally. Um, I feel like Jared Goff is, is a great guy and he does enough. But I just think they downgraded their running back, uh, getting Montgomery in there from Chicago. Uh, he's from Cincinnati, went to my rival high school. I think he's a good back, but he doesn't really have many moves. He's kind of just straight kind of guy. So I feel they downgraded with that, losing the top touchdown getter. Um, I, I love St. Brown. I think he, he's really a good receiver. But I look around, guys getting suspended, guys doing this, and then they got the, the young linebacker from Iowa, Jack Campbell, coming in from Iowa uh, playing middle. Really, I, I don't know how rookie will do at linebacker uh, with that system. So we'll see how he does behind Aiden Hutchinson. Hopefully he can clear some stuff out. But I just see them finishing last. Okay. All right. All right. Amelia, who you rolling with? You know, I I don't have the same team at the bottom, but I do agree. I think, you know, the the love for the Lions this offseason has gotten a little bit out of control. We'll get to them in my predictions here in a little bit. But uh, last place, I'm going with the Chicago Bears. Um, they were the last team. They were the worst team in the league last year by record, you know, getting that first overall pick. Luckily, they were able to flip it and uh, add some talent, you know, DJ Moore and some other people. But uh, I just don't think it's enough to fully compete yet. Uh, I think there's, um, you know, before we started recording, we were kind of talking about how, like, the AFC is the hype team, you know, all these Super Bowl contenders. But the NFC's got, like, they still got good quality teams, just not necessarily the team that, you know, thinks you're going to lead you to the Super Bowl from the preseason, so to speak. But, uh, yeah, I got Chicago there. Um, I might be a little bit biased, but I'm just I'm just not 100% sold on Justin Fields yet. So the part of that uh, is that's part of why it's uh, baked into my prediction, I guess, why I have them last. And then, like, the last point I guess I really have is, like, neither side of the line of scrimmage, offensive line or defensive line, is really that convincing to me. So I think, uh, you know, Preston, as you know, like, that's usually where the games are won, you know, and the – you know, the trenches right there. So if they're not able to protect fields or they're not able to get pressure on the other side quarterback, then uh, I think they're going to be, uh, it's going to be a long season for them. But um, growing pains, they, you know, they got a lot of young talent. So uh, I think they will definitely improve from last year, just not enough to compete quite this year. So so I love doing this because I feel like this, the mix-up is what's going to make this fun. So I actually have the Packers finishing last in the division. And I know all of us, it sounds weird for us you know, because they said since 92, there hasn't been another quarterback starter besides either Favre or Aaron Rodgers. So I, I guess to see the Packers at the bottom is going to be kind of weird. I was looking on PFF and they said in the last five drafts, it had six round, uh, first round defensive players. So I'm kind of wondering, you know, like, is that a good starting point maybe? Because it always seems like the Packers have had the offense to get it done. But I think the defense has kind of been a question. I know they have a lot of good guys. They have a couple of good guys sprinkled throughout there, but I just wonder, you know, are those guys going to be enough to having these rookies out there? Is that going to be enough to stop 
Um, the other guys in the division, like you look at the Vikings, and I know the Lions last year, they had a top five offensive unit, I believe, too. So looking at those couple of pieces, just going to be, I guess, can the Packers really stop anybody? Um, and honestly, I'm not really as down on Jordan Love as some people might be or whatever. Um, I think he's going to be solid. And uh, you look at the running back game, too. They might have one of the most dynamic running back duos with A.J. Dillon and Aaron Jones, which I think you can lean on them a little bit, too. But I just don't see them, you know, balancing out with the other guys in the division. I mean, this is, this is a weird one, like we talked about. They're just going to be hard to predict. But if I had to pick, I guess I would say the Packers would be last for me. Um, moving to our number threes, who, who are you rolling with, Preston? Yeah, that's that's where I have the Packers. Um, mm-hmm. I agree with you on Jordan Love. I think he has some talent. I think they'll win some games. They might start out 2-0 and feeling good, but I just don't think they can ride it all the way to the top of this division once they start playing the Vikings and other teams. I think they're going to start losing some confidence and knowing that it's not Aaron Rodgers here anymore. It's going to start – he's going to feel that pressure because there's only like 100 people in Green Bay. I went out there for, uh, <laughs> to look at my ankle and, you know, you just, there's nothing there but the stadium. There's a restaurant in the stadium. There's a museum in the stadium. Like everybody just goes to the stadium out there. Like it's just a different place. So I don't know if he can handle that pressure of being in such a small town and not winning games after coming behind two Hall of Fame quarterbacks. It's going to be a tough job if he doesn't have early success. Um, and uh, the special teams, I think, will be good because they got rich can't say his last name, but he was a coach when I was out there with the Raiders. Um, he did, uh, I think he was the interim head coach for the Raiders for a little bit. So I know the special teams is going to be really honed in and really dialed up the whole season. They're going to have some of the best fakes in the league. So they'll probably win some games here and there just off the field position alone being coached by him. So I think they got a good chance with that defense as well. With the best corner in the league from Louisville, Jair, I think they can steal some wins, but I just don't see them getting all the way up in this division. You said best in the league? Yeah, best in the league. Oh, really man. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. I like it. I like it. It's not, it's not a bad It's not a bad pick. It's not, you can make an argument for it for sure. Uh, yeah, I guess, on the, I guess on the bright side, Jordan Love doesn't have to worry about those weekend distractions or anything in Green Bay. He can just put his nose in the playbook <laughs> and study up. But um, for number three, um, kind of like I mentioned, I got uh, Detroit at number three. Um, you know, they've been the media darling all offseason – probably got a lot of pressure going into it they got they got the uh first game of the year with the chiefs so um that's you know quite the uh indictment on the team that you know the league thinks they're ready to step up um i I don't think they're quite ready to um i know they finished the year really hot but there's been year after year there's teams that finish finish the season hot but then the next year they can't carry that momentum into the next season um so i think that's kind of kind of where they're at um we kind of touched on jared goff and um Preston, I think the first thing Preston said was he's a good guy. I don't know if that's an index. I don't know if that's, you know, talking about his character as a person or as a quarterback, but if it's as a person, that's usually not the, you know, first place you want to go if you're a top tier quarterback. You know, one of my, uh, one of these podcasters listen to calls him Jared Goof whenever he messes up. So, um, you know, maybe we'll be seeing, seeing a lot of Jared Goof this year. Um, but yeah, I just, I just have a hard time seeing it translating. Preston touched on some of the suspension stuff, and that kind of is a reflection on maybe the culture there. They haven't really been the most successful at all the last, like, my whole life, basically. So um, it kind of gives me the similar feeling that the Browns had a few years ago, where, like, they did really well in the playoffs, and then the next season they took a step back. Um, kind of, you know, Cantley, I'm not trying to, you know, dog on your team 
Hey, you go ahead. You know, taking, taking strays out of them or anything, but uh, kind of similar situation. I just think they, they might take a step back before um, ultimately progressing like they would like to. So I got them in third. Third. Um, I had the Chicago Bears at number three, actually. I think it says a lot about um, how they feel about Justin Fields trading that, that number one pick. Um, obviously, he's a guy they're going to go with him. I know they brought in, you know, DJ Moore, and there's a lot of, I guess there's a good feeling around Chicago right now, but it's been a thing of where I think they've been down for so long now to where I'm like, I kind of got to see it. There's, there's a few teams I feel like this year where I kind of got to see it to believe it. Um, I think the Bears can be competitive, at least with other teams. I know they start off with the Chiefs, the Chargers. No, no, I'm sorry. They have the Chiefs, the Chargers, and the Browns sprinkled all throughout their schedule. So those are like some games where like I think they can stay competitive, but like I just don't know if they can win them. Um, so I guess it's going to just be a thing of where – Justin Fields is going to have to just go like ballistic and have the year of his like best life, the best life of his. I don't know. He's going to have yeah. to really do something we've never seen before. I think to keep the Bears um, in contention. But yeah, I'll go ahead and put the Lions at number three. I'm not the Lions. I'm sorry, the Bears at number three. Um, number two is who we Preston. Who you have number two? I'm gonna put Chicago at two. And okay. I don't know if it's because I, I really want them to be good or I think they're good. I, I don't know. I'm just feeling Chicago at two right now. Uh, mm. Like you, you touched on Justin Fields. Um, this has to be his year. You know, he, he's got DJ Moore, who's great after the catch. I've seen all the preseason. He just throws it to a spot and he's running for 50, 60 yards. So if he does that during the season, that's going to give him a lot of confidence to open things up and then use his legs as well to make that defense just – anxious throughout the whole game. If you have weapons on the outside and a quarterback that can run for a thousand yards when he wants to, that's going to make defense stay up at night. So I'm, I'm excited to see how they do. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds came over from Buffalo to fill in that linebacker spot. I think it's a great job. I mean, he's only like 20 years old still because he's super young. He came in, played five years in Buffalo and still like 24, I think. So he's definitely a guy who's going to take that defense to the next level. Um, then you got some pass rushers who can create havoc, and all they have to do is make, you know, 10 plays a year, and that's 10 sacks, and they're getting 50 million again. So uh, I like them getting um, in Gogway. I can't say his name, but I was down there with him in Jacksonville. Uh, just a guy who's competitive, trying to get sacks and walk through. So I know he's going to bring a mentality to help that whole defense. Yeah, that was kind of my thing with the Bears. Was I, I felt like the defense was going to be more of the reason why they stayed competitive. It wasn't like the offense. I'm kind of like, yeah, I, I know Justin Fields is going to kind of have the shoulder that load. But when you do look at the guys who came over on defense, I thought that was where they were going to like really make their mark and kind of hang in there with those like elite, elite teams that have to play this year. So, um, Emilio, who are you going with? All right. So um, I'm going to go with the Green Bay Packers here. Um, okay. Kind of out of left field compared to the last few picks, I think. Uh, I was – you know, when I was writing up my list, I kind of had them either third or fourth, just, you know, without really doing a whole lot of research. But the more I was looking at their team, the more I was kind of thinking about it, I put them too. Um, you know, as terrible as they did last year, they still were a game away from potentially making the playoffs in that uh, that Sunday night finale we had. And, um, you know, you guys both touched on it, the loss of Aaron Rodgers. It's it's the elephant in the room. It's, it's a, you know, big question mark going into the year. Um, I'm not sure. How Jordan Love is going to do? Um, I'm kind of thinking that he'll be, you know, your your 
game manager type this first uh, first couple games and kind of just doing whatever uh, LaFleur is asking them to do, not turning it over, just trying to help out. Uh, Cantley, like you said, they got those two running backs back there, which will help out a lot. Um, and you also touched on the, uh, the last, I think you said six draft picks being first rounders. I'm going to look at it in a positive connotation and think that that's, you know, a, a strength for them. I think their defense is, is very strong. Um, last year, I think it was week 16 or 17, uh, the Minnesota Vikings went up to Blambo and, you know, they had already clinched the division, you know, we're thinking they're going to fight for the two seed potentially. And they got absolutely destroyed by Green Bay, you know, making that late season surge. And a lot of it was based off the defense. So um, I'm thinking this defense is going to be able to carry them to seven, eight wins and, and get them in second place for the division. Yeah, another stat I actually saw on PFF was they were 17th in the league last year uh, in defensive points, I think. So they, they gave up by 22 points per game last year. So, yeah, I mean, if they can get a little further up over that hump, I mean, I think they could definitely be a reason why Green Bay could at least compete, you know, this year and in the years to come. Um Number two for me, I actually went ahead and put the Lions. And I know it's one of those things where I think – Outside of the Jets, I feel like the Lions are kind of getting the most love in this offseason. Um, and I think the reason why I want to go with them is because you look at the last like two years they've had, I think it was two seasons ago, they had lost eight games by like three or less points. So it's almost like you kind of felt like for the last couple of seasons, they've been right there and they have good pieces to build around. I really want to see how Jamison Williams fits in too this year because I think they could honestly have one of the best groups of receivers. And I know they have Gibbs too from Alabama. He's coming in. Um, so I think they do have the pieces. It's just a matter of, you know, can they finally get over that hump this year? I think I think this is going to be the one. Now, as far as playoffs or anything goes, I don't know about that. But I think they could definitely um, compete and at least make a push for it this year. So I'll go with the Lions at number two. Um, and I think we all have the same number one. I mean, Preston has the Bridgewater jersey in the background. Emilio, we <laughs> go ahead. Process elimination, <laughs> you know. Process of elimination. <laughs> go ahead. What do you What do you have, Amelia? I'm gonna. I'm make sure. You I'm want me to go on. first? Yeah, yeah. But right. I know you I have mean, something with you. <laughs> I mean, you know, process of elimination. I can give you guys a hug right now. I'm a Vikings fan. I'm not gonna put it on because I got the headphones and I'm not trying to have them pop out. But I've got the helmet here. I was gonna pop it on, but I can't do it just for technical, you know, production value. So I got the Vikings though. I think. I think they're going to be a better team than they were last year. I think the record, you know, last year they were 13 and four. Obviously, there was the whole point differential dilemma. It seems like that's the main criticism from last year. But I think they'll be a better team. Probably win less games, though. Definitely win less games because 13, that's that's a lot of games. Um, I think also they're going to grow a lot in the second year in Kevin, Coach Kevin O'Connell's offense. Uh, the first four years of Kirk Cousins' tenure with the Vikings, new offensive coordinator, new offense every single time. So, you know, they're consistently adjusting, um, consistently same same offense, but, you know, new play caller. So that changes things up. Um, obviously, last year, the defense was really bad, too. I think it was 31st and um, they added Brian Flores. Uh, so I think that's going to be a really big help, too. Um, Ed Donatel was was just awful for us last year. The the nickname the fans were getting him more Ed Donashell because he was running this shell defense every single time. Um, also, you know we're kind of shedding some of those uh, older players: Dalvin Cook, Adam Thielen, getting a little bit younger, getting a little bit more explosive. Uh, and then, I mean, I put it on my notes. Just I just put Justin Jefferson in all caps because nah. I, he was voted second best player for the top 100. You know, obviously there's some bias and everything there from the players and whatnot, but like. I think he's the best offensive skill position in the league. Uh, 
offensive player of the year last year. So as long as he's out there and healthy, uh, I just think that we have a great chance. I, I don't have a bunch of chains to put on. I can't pop my top like Kirk would do, but um, you know, he's feeling himself too. Like he's, this is the most comfortable I think he's ever been in his career. You see him like uh, doing these NFL scripted commercials where he's talking about like, you know, big Kirk wakes up dripping like this and all, all these funny, you know, he's got the handlebar mustache right now. So I think he's just living really free. Um, Sorry for the long-winded answer, but like, yeah, I think I think the Vikings win the division. Probably not as dominantly as last year, but they they walk into the playoffs as the NFC champ. Yeah, Preston, NFC North champ. Too. Excuse me. I mean, go ahead and say I mean, go ahead and say NFC champ. We'll I see. Mean, we'll see. Hey. <laughs> put it I out get to there. the Giants first. That ain't happening again. Preston, who's your? Uh, well, I don't ask. Why the Why the Vikings? I should say why the Vikings. Yeah, I, I love the Vikings, and I think it starts with Kevin O'Connell. I think he's one of the best play callers in the whole league. I mean, the way he, he uses those guys, so I'm excited. Like you said, Thielen and those guys are out, and Addison and some young, fresh talent is in, so I'm excited to see how he uses those guys. Justin Jefferson is the playmaker of playmakers, so you can always do stuff for him, put him at one, two, or three. I mean, he, he finds ways to get open, so I love just watching him play. Um I got a soft spot for the Vikings as well. Uh, I took a visit out there to see the Gophers when I was in high school, and one of my uh, one of my guys was like my big brother, Raymond Edwards from Cincinnati, played defense and end yeah. for the Vikings when Jared Allen and all those guys were there. So I got to go to the game, got to shake the hand of uh, Adrian Peterson, almost broke my hand. I got to see how that was. That was like the big thing, how his handshake was. So uh, that was back in 2010. So that was just a great experience for me, seeing how NFL players lived and worked. So uh, I just love everything about Minnesota. Went to the Mall of America. Everything about Minnesota is just cool to me. So I, I just love how the Vikings have been playing. I love Kirk. I mean, he definitely is an exciting player to me. He puts the ball where it needs to be. Um, I think they have everything on offense. Defense is where the question marks kind of start for me. But they have Brian Flores, who I think will get that defense running to where they'll know exactly what to do. Now, will there be some missed tackles and some guys get – some uh, football taking off the head. Yeah, that may happen, but I think they're going to be ex uh, excellent on defense, well-coached, and uh, another shout-out to Cincinnati guy Jordan Hicks uh, coming yeah. over. I think it could be uh, definitely an excellent uh, addition to the defense. Yeah, so I I'm right with you guys. I don't think I have to really say too much. You guys pretty much touched on a lot of it. Um, Justin Jefferson, I mean, I think he's going to end up being a generational play, and I think by the time his career is over, he could make a case for being – you know, the best wide receiver ever because what is it, Emilio? He has the most receiving yards through the first three seasons, like ever, doesn't he? Yeah, and he also uh, is tied for most ever seasons with 1,600 yards. There's in the history of NFL, the most ever in a career is two, and he's been in the league for three years. So that's that's just yeah. nuts. So, yeah, when you get a guy like that, I mean, that's, I mean, they're, they're going to definitely utilize that. And I think the thing, too, um, kind of like Preston touched on, that I had in my notes, but just the defense was the only thing that I was kind of like a little concerned about. But um, like you said, bringing Brian Flores over, I think that makes a huge difference. And I think what kind of separated the Vikings from the Lions for me, like was obviously Justin Jefferson. Because yeah, I mean, the Lions, they can put up all these points and everything, but they don't have a guy who's a, a, as electric as Justin Fields. Um, so yeah, I, th I think, not Justin Fields, I'm sorry, Justin Jefferson. So, um, yeah, like I said, you guys pretty much touched on everything, but I think it's the Vikings. I think it's their their time this year. Hopefully they can make a push and not uh, 
get bullied by the Giants again this Man. year. Yeah. I got one more thing too that yeah. I forgot to mention. Uh-huh. Probably not that big of a deal, but like I feel like it was worth mentioning. I think it was at, after the Super Bowl there was that like survey that came out for like uh best facilities and like all that all those you know things and like vikings were like number one in like every category for like facilities you know treatment of players and everything so i i think that goes a long way for players you know i think that's something that might attract people to come there to play more often yeah. in the future one thing i want to ask you about um too because amelia we talked about this last year when it happened but preston i want to know your thoughts on it and if you've seen this before we, can, we talked about TJ Hawkinson a lot last year, the Vikings, like, bringing him over. And we were like, we know he was a divisional – he played on a divisional opponent's team. Like, you know, what like what insight would you have on that, you know, why that move would make sense and, you know, what he could even do for them this year? Because obviously it'll take some pressure off of Jefferson, but is there anything else? Yeah, that, that's interesting to have, you know, a trade in division like that, especially when a guy could come back to haunt you two times a year. You usually don't see that. They want to get him as far as possible. So they know something that we don't know, maybe. I, I, I don't understand why they would do that. They may think he's a liability somehow. They may know his weakness. They may know doesn't like running a certain route, and they felt comfortable, you know, giving them to him. But if they turn him into what he was drafted to be, I think it's going to be a steal for them, and they're going to be hating that because that it just doesn't make sense that you would even give the possibility of a guy coming back to haunt you. Mm-hmm. When I don't know what they got for him, but – I don't know if it'll be it'd be adequate if he goes crazy out there with those guys. So I'm, I'm excited to see how that, that works out. Yeah. I think it was a second and a third round pick. And then like the Lions gave up a fourth rounder. The only, like, like you said, like I was really confused when it happened too. I was working and I got like, my, my phone was getting flooded with texts. Like, what is this all about? And I'm like, I don't know what you're talking about. But like, the only thing I could think of was like a report came out like last week about how, um, contract talks are kind of at a halt because Hawkinson wants to reset the tight end market and I'm guessing maybe like Detroit knew that last offseason and like you know trade deadline came around and they're like this is the only time we can really move him and that might have been the best offer that's really the only thing I could really think of because I mean like we said like you don't ever see that it's, if he you know play him twice a year he could haunt you like you said so um that was rare yeah because yeah, I, I remember we were at work trying to like figure it out we were like what why is this a thing? Why is this yeah. happening or whatever? But like, yeah, I'll I mean, take it. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm sure you as a, as a Vikings fan, you're like, yeah, we'll take it. So yeah. Well, all right, guys, thank you for uh, hopping on with me. This is going to be a lot of fun, I think, this year. This is uh, a tough division, and we have the uh, NFC South drop next. That's going to be another tough one, kind of, too. So mm-hmm. um, thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Pylon Podcast. Check out all of our content throughout the NFL season, and we'll see you guys in the next episode of the Pylon Podcast.